Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. So I've been asked, you know, quite a few times over the years, whether it's with consulting uh, companies or now with, you know, working with families and family brand, like, man, hey, Chris, if there was just one thing that you believe a family or a company should focus on that would make the biggest impact, whether that's with sales or growth or even just people loving the place they work or loving the family they're in, you know, would it be helping them with their message? Would it be helping them with their story? Would it be helping them with strategy? Would it be helping them with their values? And I, I actually truly firmly believe that the number one thing that you would focus on to drive long-term growth, to drive deep, meaningful relationships, whether it's a company or family is actually culture. Like to me, culture kind of trumps all. It's at the root of all of that. Like if you want to have a really great message that can be sustainable and carried on by a group of people, the culture will drive that. If you want to have, you know, really powerful leaders inside of your home or your organization that can be bold and stand for something and drive results as leaders, culture is what drives that. And so what, when I look at everything that I would say is meaningful to a family or to an organization, it's either made possible or it's made difficult by the culture that exists. And I, I think, you know, I, I, I've told the story before, but I had this opportunity to work with this branding agency in Salt Lake city one time and award-winning branding agency. And they brought me in to help them further refine their story and their message and, and their values. And when I walked in and started meeting with them, I was like blown away by the culture. They just had this culture where, I don't know, just, you could tell that everyone really loved being there and everyone loved each other and really supported each other and wasn't afraid to push and challenge each other. They were obviously really great at what they did. They got, they got things done and they were very efficient and they performed at a really high level. So from a relational relationship standpoint and also a performance output standpoint, they were incredible. And then I was shocked when I found out they didn't have any core values. <laughs> they had no stated like mission statement or vision statement. I thought, I knew I was there to help them refine their story and their message. I thought we were also going to refine mission, vision, values. They didn't have any. Hmm. And I'm like, how, how have you created all of this where people just love being here and they excel at their jobs and they're top, like, like top leaders and talent. How have you created all this without mission, vision, values? And they're like, well, because of our culture, like we live it. It's like how we treat people. It's like how we show up. No, we ended up helping them with mission, vision, values, which I think even made even more of a difference. But I guess the thing I've come to realize is you can have the most amazing, beautifully written and articulated mission statement, vision statement, values, 
and yet have a culture where no one likes being there. No one performs at a high level. No one really shows up as leaders. And I've seen that. I've seen some organizations that have $50,000 murals painted on a, the wall in their headquarters of their mission, vision, values, and not one person there can even tell you what it is. Or really lives it or embodies it. Oh, yeah. And in some cases, they're even like turned off by it because they, it's this daily reminder of, yeah, we don't actually live any of that. It just sounds good. looks good on that wall up there. How would you, I'd love to even back up one, one second, because this is something that we realize that we want to talk about more with, with family brands. This is really important to families. And I think it's really, I think people can relate to it because they see what they've seen different cultures in different, in different places. And it's easy to conceptualize like, yeah, I want to have a fam, a strong family culture. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of people have worked in companies or own a company and you've seen and probably experienced, whether you know it or not, you have experienced lots of cultures, whether by working there mm -hmm. and some places you worked were like, oh, I just loved it there. And I loved how we were treated and I loved the way we showed up and just, we got stuff done. And you probably worked places where, yeah, I didn't like being there. You've also experienced though, a culture of an organization by being a client or a customer. Yeah. Sometimes you walk into a place and you're like, oh, I love being in the store. I love how they make you feel. I love their products. I love, that's all the result of their culture. You've also walked into other places of business where it's like, man, like, that was not a great experience. You know, that's their culture. Totally. So we all have these little experience with culture. And I'm wondering, how would you, even though we have had experiences with it and we know the word, like, how would you actually define culture? Like, what is culture? Yeah, to me, another word for culture is it's the environment that you're in. And, and at the at the end of the day it comes down to like it's how it's how we treat people that to me is culture it's the environment that that we're in that, and that governs like how we treat people people meaning like people that are co-workers people that come in the door as clients like treat people meaning any people yeah anyone so like as a business it would be the way we treat one another as as in, inside the company the way we collectively all together treat our vendors, partners, customers, clients in a home. It's the way we treat one another as family and the way we show up for each other. And then the way our family collectively treats our community and the people within proximity to us. Like there's a culture there and it's impossible not to have a culture. So sometimes when I'm working with a company, they'll say, man, Chris, the biggest problem here is we just, we just don't have a culture in our company. And I always like laugh a little bit. I'm like, no, you have a culture. And based on that, what you just said, kind of tells me a little bit about maybe where it's at because you can't not have a culture. The question is, has it been created by design and are you creating it by design or is it just kind of by default? It's like our culture is just kind of whatever happens. Yeah. That's interesting. Like what you're saying about if a culture is how you treat people, you can't not have a way how you treat people. Yeah. And to me, the, the key uh, that should in my, in my experience would be really useful to always have a, just be synonymous with culture is intentionality. Like it, the more intentional we are about this idea of an environment that we're creating. And I think I like to think about it that way. Like we're creating it. Are we just creating it with intention? Or are we creating it just by default, but it's a creation. And it's like, what if we could create an environment in our workplace or in home, in our home where it just felt good being there? What if we could create an environment where 
for the most part, people who really did like love each other and care for each other and support each other and challenge each other. But, and, and what if we could create an environment where by being associated with that environment, you were inspired to be a better human being and go after more of your dreams and like see yourself as a leader. So there's obviously environments that are conducive to growth where things, it's easier for things to grow. And there's environments where it's makes it more difficult for things to grow. I mean, we're, we're shooting this episode right now in Hawaii when I, I'm looking out our windows here and up in kind of the mountains of Pupakei and like just absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, like tropical rainforest and flowers and green and lush. And this happens to be an environment where things like this, it's pretty easy for it to grow. It just flourishes and thrives here almost effortlessly. But some of these same exact plants and trees, you put them in Arizona and that particular environment, you know, wouldn't be as easy for them to grow and to thrive and to flourish. And so, yeah, it's just interesting to me though, that we do sometimes so much work to try and get ahead as a family or as a business and ignore though, probably unknowingly ignore the one thing that would really help us get ahead the most and have it be sustainable. And that is like the culture, like the environment that we have around, like, for example, have we created a culture in our home and in our business where it's okay to really have a voice? Like it's okay to really be yourself or have we created a culture in an environment where it's like, don't ever share your opinion unless it's the same opinion as people in charge. Yeah. You know, have we created a culture and an environment where individuals are encouraged to pursue their individual strengths and their desires and their wants? Or have we created a culture where it's like, don't, you don't, don't think for yourself. I'll just tell you what you need to do based on what I think is important. And so, and that might be an oversimplification. I know a lot of people have different like definitions of culture, but to me, at the end of the day, it's just how we treat each other. It's the environment we have. So we, we want to, um, I guess the reason we wanted to do this episode in the first place is that we, on our website, we've recently like redone the whole thing. So if you've never been on there or haven't been on there in a long time, it's like, looks really good. I'm really so happy with it. It's very beautiful. <laughs> um, but we have this cool new thing on there. It's like a family culture quiz. And it basically takes you through, I think it's 10 questions and just kind of asking you different questions about your family culture. And then at the end, it like shoots you out um, a number and you can kind of see like where your family culture is. And then um, it'll also email you like what we believe is the number one essential ingredient to have an amazing family culture. Because so if you go to familybrand.com forward slash quiz. We'll also link to it in the show notes. You can take the quiz and it, and it, wherever you're at, it's great. Wherever you, wherever you rank, wherever your score is, there's something you can do to improve it. And that's the cool thing to me about a culture of a company, a culture of a family is you can, there's really practical things you can do to improve culture. And it's been proven by research. And it's like interesting to sit back and think like, wow, like, yeah, would I want an environment where for the most part, we're all just we all feel good being in it. And would we want to have an environment where for the most part, we just treat each other really kindly and we're encouraged to like go after our dreams. Yeah. Like anyone would probably say, yeah, I want that kind of environment. It's like, well, you can create it. And by improving the culture 
in your home and in your family, that will do more for your mission, vision, values than just, just talking and focusing on mission, vision, values. And I think that like by improving your culture, that will sometimes do as much or more for sales as just focusing on sales or take any number of, you know, topics. But culture is what like makes things, in my opinion, also sustainable, right? So how many times as a family have we sat down and had a rah-rah like, okay, we're going to work on this as a family. We're going to become better at this and we're going to stop doing this. Pick any area, right? Or how many times as a company, it's like, okay, we're going to get back on track with this. And, you know, that, that's good to have those meetings. The question like is how, how often do we sustain it? Does it last a week? Does it last a month? And then we're kind of like, oh, we're right back to, and so to me, culture is what gives most of those things a much greater opportunity that you're actually able to sustain them. Because again, it's not just a thing we're talking about. It's like, no, we're, this is really how we live. This is the environment that we live in and how we treat each other. And so I would say that's another definition of culture is it's, it's the way that we live, not just, you know, the things that we, that we talk about. Totally. It's even like, haven't there been some crazy studies done around like the shape that crystals form when there's classical music played to the crystals the entire time versus like heavy metal rock music. And then even they've done it with plants where they put them in like very, very different environments. That was the only thing that was changed was the environment around sound or frequency or energy or like in very different outcomes. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing like, what is the environment that we have inside of our homes or inside of our companies? So if you go, I feel like we're, this is a different kind of episode because usually we're like, okay, so this week you can do X, Y, Z. Yeah. We're doing it different this week because I want you to go um, check out our quiz. Yeah. No, and, and, and we don't want to reveal to you, like we'd rather you really read it for yourself and see what we believe and what the research shows is the number one most important thing you can do to improve your family's culture, regardless of where it currently is. So we're not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> you have to go to uh, familybrand.com forward slash quiz. I'll put it in the show notes. And then again, take a quiz and then it'll send to you what it is. What's the one essential piece of an amazing family culture? Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.